The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to college football, coast to coast. It is bowl season. This is part one of the bowl season. Uh, it is part one because this is our first part of what uh, is a long bowl season. And I know in the past we've recapped the entire bowl season on one show, and we're not going to do that this time, only because uh, Tyler and I have lives, and uh, we, we just can't we can't devote that much time to it. You know, for recording purposes, it's just a lot. Um, for the show, but regards to the bowl season, here we are, uh, the 16th bowl season starts today. And, uh, really we kind of get going with the, I want to say, what do we call them? The vacation games. These, these are kind of the first, first couple are the vacation games or it's just like these games really just a lot of them stink. Let's, let's be, let's be real. All these games really stink. Uh, but we're going to try to be as upbeat as possible about these games. Uh, we have 10 games on, on, on the, the list of, uh, material for, for the show. So we're going to get straight into it only because there's no updated playoff. There's no updated top 25, you know, there's no risers and followers and we're just going to roll right into it. It's going to be a little shorter show, uh, this time around. And it's probably going to be like this for, for the rest of, of the, uh, rest of the season you know that that we've got left so uh in regards to the games we start in myrtle beach with the myrtle beach bowl uh it's our first one that kicks off at 11 a.m today eastern time between georgia southern and ohio uh not ohio state ohio the bobcats (laughs) Uh, so this one kicks off at 11 a.m tyler who do you have in this one uh, yeah, this is definitely a, a great way to kick off uh, the bowl slate uh, in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. You know, Ohio coming off of a good season, 9-3. and three. Georgia Southern, you know, was one of those teams that started off hot, and then at the second half of the season, uh, you know, they really struggled uh, in this one. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be a good game. These are two teams that we haven't really much talked about. When we look at the group of five games, we've really been focusing on the Sun Belt and the MAC, and, you know, Ohio – was in the middle of the pack. Georgia Southern was in the middle of the pack uh, in this one. Uh, so I'm going to go with Ohio winning this one. I do think that this is going to be a close game. Both of the defenses uh, are really going to travel in this one. Uh, but I think that I'm going to go with Ohio Bobcats of uh, pulling out a close victory to kick off our bowl season here. Yeah, you know, Ohio has always really played when they made the bowl season. They've always played in one of the earlier bowl games. Uh, but this one's a good one for them. Georgia Southern. No slouch. Both these teams, um, Georgia Southern is six and six, but I feel like they play a tougher schedule than Ohio does. Um, only because the Sun Belt was really good this year. They were the last Sun Belt team to sneak in at six and six. Uh, I think I mentioned before, 10 of the 12 teams in the Sun Belt made the bowl season, which is absolutely crazy for the group of five. Uh, so really props to, uh, the Sunbelt Conference in a fantastic season for everybody in there. Georgia Southern had some big wins, some tough losses, um, some games that I think they probably should have won. Um, you know, games like Marshall, you lose, you give up 38 points to Marshall. Uh, you lose in a blowout against App State, really, to finish your season. That's that's tough. I mean, that's really a tough one. 55-27 in, in that game is a lot. But on the other side of things, you were, you know, talking about Ohio. You know, they've won their last three games. They've won four of their last five. Only other loss was to their, their in-state rival, Miami, Ohio. 
Um, but really, I they really haven't had any problems lately. I, I watched, uh, I watched them play towards the end of the season, and I think they just have a little bit more in the tank. Nine and three, and to be in this bowl game is very interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ohio as well in this one. Uh, I feel that the way the game kind of leans towards them, I just feel that it's probably best for them. Only being nine and three, uh, that kind of gives them a huge boost going into this one. I just feel that for Georgia Southern, it's been so up and down. Great turnaround. Last year, they've had a fantastic season. So, uh, But we're both going to take the Bobcats in this one. Moving on to our next one, following this one, uh, is the 2.15 p.m. game in New Orleans in the Superdome. This is the New Orleans Bowl presented by R&L Carriers. Um, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. Um, this this game, I feel like, is probably a closer – I mean, it's a lot closer with these teams. Louisiana had a tough season. I'm surprised they made the bowl season, to be honest with you, with how tough it was for them to have to grind back uh, in these games and come back and basically have to turn their season around halfway through the season and really fight back to be a 6-6 six and six team. On the other side, 8-4 and four, Jack State. Uh, definitely caught some people by surprise, you know, really the newest team to the FBS coming from FCS. Um, they definitely have a lot of talent. They, they do have a lot of offensive and defensive talent. Uh, their defense wins them football games though. Um, and I feel that Jack state can probably get this one done. I know it is a home game, uh, for Louisiana pretty much, but I'm going to take the game Cox. I'm going to take Jacksonville state to win this one. Uh, and a good one for them, and welcome to the FBS. Yeah, I'm just excited that Jacksonville State gets really a bowl game in this one. Same thing for James Madison. Uh, So congratulations to the Gamecocks. It's your first. uh, You know, the transition from the FCS to the FBS isn't always easy, but JMU and Jacksonville State are sure making it look easy. Uh, You know, Conference USA was one of those conferences that we really didn't talk about really much all season, but you really look at Liberty – they went undefeated in New Mexico State. What they did, uh, you know, they're going to be a team to really root for. And then Jacksonville State, you know, they come into the first season 8-4. and four. You face off against a Power 5 opponent in the SEC at South Carolina. You go to really a battle for three quarters until South Carolina was able to get going. Uh, and then on the other hand, like you mentioned, Louisiana, probably not the season that they had in hopes for, uh, but the Sun Belt was re- really, really loaded uh, with talent, you know, on both of the West uh, and also the East. Uh, so, I think that, you know, like you mentioned, you know, this is probably going to be a pro-favorite crowd uh, for the Raging Cajuns. Uh, but I think that Jacksonville State, they're battle-tested. They really went through that gauntlet, you know, going. they You know, they didn't fa- they faced off against Liberty. They faced off against New Mexico State, uh, which are two teams. Uh, so I think that this is going to be a really, really good game. Uh, but I'm going to go with pretty much the road team here. I know that Jacksonville State, they're getting two and a half uh, by Vegas. Uh, so I feel confident with Jacksonville State's offense. But don't forget about their defense. Their defense can really get after the quarterback. And I think that's going to be the key in this one. Uh, but give me Jacksonville State in a defensive battle here. So give me the Gamecocks. Yeah, moving on to our next one. Down to Florida, the first of many in the state of Florida here. Uh, the Cure Bowl presented by Avocados from Mexico uh, in Orlando. Tough uh, game here for the traveling teams. Uh, I, I just feel like this game, you know, it's always really had a team that's in the state of Florida in it. This year you don't get that effect. Um, it's a good, decent bowl game. I know it was 
kind of brought down over the years and it's kind of fallen apart as far as the the notoriety of it uh, only because of the bigger games in the state. So this one here, App State versus Miami of Ohio. I just mentioned Miami of Ohio a little bit ago. Of course, that was the latest loss for uh, Ohio University. I think that uh, this game here, App State, you know, I took App State to win the Sun Belt. You know, I felt that App State really had a chance to win the Sun Belt Conference. They really had a chance to kind of be uh, that team to fight back. And I said, they're always a team that's going to be on you. And, and they really come after you in all aspects of the game. On the other side, Miami, Ohio, just kind of a ground and pound team. You know, I watched them play. Uh, they were in the MAC championship, I believe. Um, I think, did they win the MAC championship? I think they, yeah, they did. did. They won against Toledo. Yeah. I mean, a fantastic win against Toledo. Toledo's a really good football team. Uh, so Miami of Ohio, uh, is going to be the team I roll with in this one. I think they're going to be uh, the team that comes in, finishes off great season, get the MAC championship, win the bowl game. I really think they go as a team of destiny at the end of the season. I could definitely see that happen in Miami of Ohio. Really good season, eleven two. That coming off of that uh, MAC championship, I I didn't really think that they could do it against Toledo, uh, but that defense really stepped up. Uh, on the other hand, Appalachian State, you know, coming off of that loss against Troy in the Sun Belt Championship, you know, an eight and four season. You know, honestly, if you're an Appalachian State fan, you're definitely happy with that. If you can finish this one off, get to nine wins in this one. Uh, but I feel like no one really talked about Appalachian State. You know, everyone was really focusing on what James Madison was doing on the Sun Belt. Appalachian State was really that team to really spoil that party there. Uh, so, you know, I've really, really enjoyed watching Appalachian State over the years, especially with their transition from the FCS to the FBS, going joining into the Sun Belt, which is becoming one of the better Group of five conferences, Miami of Ohio, don't get me wrong. I think that they're definitely going to be in town there for the MAC. You know, Toledo's definitely built for a long run there, but I think that Miami of Ohio is also going to be there too. So this is going to be a really good matchup, but you can't ever go against Appalachian State in college football. I mean, they've pulled off so many great upsets that give us a lot of memories. So just because of that, I got to go with App State. This is more of a hard pick uh, than a mind pick. Yeah, no big upset this year. First year in quite a while we haven't had a big upset. You know, last year they had the big upset on the road at A&M. Uh, you know, but this year we really haven't seen much. I mean, from App State as far as the big upset game, you know, with the Power Five. They always yeah. seem to get a Power Five conference every year. They always get them. But uh, this year they just didn't get them. And, I, you know, and I think that's really what held them back from a, from a better bowl game in this one. Uh, but it's going to be a fantastic game. These teams playing as early as they are, they are neither of them are big slouches. This is the best game, uh, one of the better games on, on the docket for today. Uh, going to our afternoon game, late afternoon game in the state of New Mexico, the New Mexico Bowl presented by Isleta. Uh, this is an Albuquerque. Folks, I don't know what's in Albuquerque. I don't know if there's anything in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and there ain't much in the state of New Mexico. Uh, but this one here, two teams. Uh, one that gets to stay basically home. They're going to their rival stadium to go play, which I think is hilarious. And on the other side is Fresno State traveling over from California. Um, this one here, Fres I mean, if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have told you that Fresno State has no chance in losing this football game. Uh, but now, I mean, Fresno State has the effect of what Air Force did this year for us. I mean, you know, losing four in a row and really just shooting yourself in the foot. 
uh, from being the group of five representative in the top 25. I mean, you really just shot yourself in the foot. They were in the top 25 at one point this season, probably around week, I think week seven, six or seven, I think they were there. But absolutely shot themselves in the foot. On the other side of the football, New Mexico State, absolutely fantastic end uh, to a great season for them. I really think they are on the quest to be that next, you know, FCS team that comes in and really pushes the pace and chases some teams down. I want them to get a chance against a good power five team uh, for one time. Cause I really think that they could stick with them uh, 10 and four season. They win the conference uh, fantastic season for them. Actually, no second in the conference. They lost to Liberty. That's right. They lost to Liberty, um, but still a fantastic season for them. And uh, yeah, I, I can't pick against the team who's playing in their own state. We're going with the Aggies. New Mexico State against the this Aggies, one. especially can't in their do own that. State. Yeah, no uh, way. You, can't, you just can't. You just can't do it. Uh, but like you mentioned, Fresno State. I feel like uh, they're very similar. Air Force are off the season hot. You know, I thought that we were going to get Fresno State and Air Force in the Mountain West Championship. We ended up didn't. We got Boise State and U and LV and Boise State ended up winning that game. New Mexico State. I mean. What else is there to be said about this team? I mean, the upset uh, going to Jordan Hare. I know that they lost against Liberty, but that was a really, really good game. Uh, if you watched that on Friday afternoon leading up to the Pac-12 championship, Diego Pavia, he's been the man of the hour. I think if he comes back to Mexico State, uh, then the 2024 season, I think, could even be better from New Mexico State. Maybe even an undefeated season, who knows? Uh, but that defense, you know, we like go back to the first game of the season. They gave up over 40 points to UMass, and UMass is not a great football team. And then after that, something just clicked. This team, you know, got off the gates very slow in the second half. They were just blowing people out left and right and left and right. This offense was absolutely cruising. Uh, so if Diego Pavia can keep this momentum up, I think that New Mexico State can really cruise to a victory in this one. But Fresno State, they got an offense too that can play. Uh, so I expect some points. To be scored in this one, like a 34-30 type of ball game, but I can't go against Jerry Kill and the boys. So give me New Mexico State to pull off uh, this one and then finish off the season 11-4. and I don't think that any of us had that in mind for New Mexico State. No, I don't think New Mexico State had that in mind. So fantastic <laughs> season for them. Uh, moving on to our next one, out to California for the L.A. Bowl Presented by Starco Brands, hosted by none other than the greatest Patriot tight end of all time, Rob Gronkowski. Um, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel's lost it for this one to Rob Gronkowski. It was a one-year deal. Yeah, tough. Rob Gronkowski, I just feel like he he could beat him out. Just Rob's, Rob's that kind of guy. Um, it features our first Power 5 team of the bowl season here. This is our night game. I'm sorry, this is our night game uh, tonight. Um 7.30 Eastern time, so afternoon game on the West Coast, but really kind of their last taste there. Um, I, I think this one here, you got UCLA on, on the hand from the Pac-12. Biggest news for them is their quarterback's not playing because of a transfer, so they're playing with a backup. Chip Kelly's, I think, used to that, used to adversity. Um, on the other hand, Boise State, Boise State, we just got done talking about them. I mean, really a uh, a tough team to play against. You know, I don't think – I really didn't see them beating UNLV like they did uh, in the Mountain West. I, that was kind of a shocker to me to see them actually win that game by as much as they did. Um, so, yeah, this one here, pretty cut clear for me. I think the group of five gets this one done. I'm taking the Broncos. Give me 
the Boise State Broncos to win it. They're not playing on the blue field, but they might as well be. Um, but yeah, they're playing some good football, and, and I think they hit their stride just at the right time. An abysmal start of the season for them. So I really think that you really just have to cut that out and start fresh. And I feel like that's what they did coming to this one. No small task taken on the Bruins of UCLA, but I think they can get it done. Yeah, this is going to be a fun environment for both of these teams going to, to SoFi. You know, uh, UCLA with them being in LA, I think that Boise, their their fans are going to travel for sure. So this might be more of a split crowd. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, definitely some storylines. Uh, Chip Kelly, he's going to be returning uh, to UCLA. So that will definitely be interesting whenever UCLA now makes a shift from the Pac-12 uh, to the Big Ten. I'm sure that's going to be a lot of our offseason talk, too, talking about the new conferences. Uh, so like you mentioned, oh, Dante Moore, who knows where he's going to go. We we guessed on our last uh, week's show. Uh, so if you want to tune in to our guesses and see what we said, uh, definitely go check that out on our YouTube page. Boise State, on the other hand, their quarterback is also in the transfer portal. So this is going to be the backup quarterbacks dueling it out here. Uh, I'm going to go with the better defense, I believe. I think that's been UCLA's this whole entire season. This has been a team that's been physical on both the defensive line. I don't think there's going to be many points scored in this one, especially with Dante Moore being out on UCLA's side. Uh, I think that Boise State's defense is also coming to play. They really shut down a high-powered UNLV offense in, uh, in you know, UNLV's home stadium, too. Uh, but – I'm going to go with UCLA in like a 24-21 type of ball game. Boise State's always going to keep you close. Uh, no matter who that they play, this has always been a program that's kept it close with, you know, these Power 5 programs like UCLA. But I'm going to go with the home team. Might as well go with UCLA to finish off their final win being a Pac-12 team. Yeah, I mean, some really good teams. UCLA considered – uh, the number two defense in all of the Pac-12 this season, right behind Oregon. Uh, I mean, talk about a really good defense there. I mean, they can keep this game really close. This game's a coin flip, really. I just felt like Boise yeah. State's kind of riding high um, coming into this one. They're the latest team to play. They're probably the most ready team, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, the, the, I mean, no slouch there for uh, for UCLA. I mean, they're no slouch on defense. They're a fantastic defensive team. They're only giving up 18.1 a game in college football. That's really good. Um, you know, so I, I think that, honestly, they could win this game. I think they can. Chip, Chip Kelly's a veteran head coach. Um, I just decided to make a different call. Just, you know, one of the fun ones there. Where you, you just go the other direction. Moving That's on to our next one the game. Too. Like, we grew up watching sure. them just absolutely dominate yes. people. Absolutely. Absolutely. With guys who really weren't going to go to the NFL or be anything great. They're just kids who won't go there, just grind out football games. So fantastic game here. We'll be watching this one for sure. Uh, on to the game that nobody is probably going to watch because it's a 9-15 at night on the East Coast. And I don't think anybody wants to watch this game in Shreveport, Louisiana, because they're playing in what last year's game was a day game. I think it was in the morning. Yeah. And it was colder than... It was like it was like degrees. Antarctica in Louisiana, folks. I mean, that's just – that doesn't happen. So uh, it was a very interesting game, 30-mile-an-hour wins. You know, nobody can move the football. Uh, that, that game was atrocious to watch. I think I fell asleep four separate times in that one. Probably not for this one because I probably sleep from the very start. Um, but, no, two power fives is where we kind of start our power five run a little bit here. Uh, Cal, the lovely uh, Cal Bears are headed – to Shreveport, Louisiana, to play against the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who we were so high on at the beginning of the season. 
finished a tough way to finish the season for that team. Cal, on the other hand, I think they're better than what their record says about them. Uh, I really think that they're a a middle-of-the-road Pac-12 team. I mean, they really are, and, and their defense helps them out quite a bit. Um, but I forgot to mention this is a radiant, this is the Independence Bowl presented by Radiance Technology. Uh, I, I think in this one, I feel that the offense has to get going. Whose offense can get going? I'm going to go with Tech. I'm going to go with Texas Tech one more time. Just one more time. Now, if they don't get it done next year, I'm not talking about Texas Tech. There is no reason for me to talk about Texas Tech next year. If they don't get this done, uh, they have to finish the season out with a win. They, I mean, it's just it's got to be a win at this point. It just feels like the season has been against them from the very start, ever since that road loss at Wyoming. Uh, so they got to get it going here. So I'm going to take the Red Raiders to try and do it this time. Yeah, very disappointing season for Texas Tech. You know, with all the returning starters have, especially with their quarterback, and their starting quarterback is now in the transfer portal. Uh, and, you know, it's just, just been a rough season for McGuire and the boys. Uh, yeah, like Texas Tech, I had them like literally in the preseason show. I Whenever you ask me, like, who's going to be that team to watch for Texas Tech? Nope, six and six team to watch for was you know texas oklahoma you know you maybe even some kansas like liberty uh but yeah like you mentioned cal i feel like cal every year just like one of those teams that's not good enough to like to make it to the pac-12 championship but they're the team that you don't always want to play on a they're given pesky they're they are pesky. very pesky i feel like i i like i'm an sec guy don't get me wrong but i feel like i gotta go all the way back to like week three or week four when they play at auburn and that was just like a snooze fest game. It was like a 14 to 10, uh, and Cal ended up losing that game. Uh, so who knows what brand of football Cal is going to want to play, whether they're going to want to put a lot of points up on you, or they want to put you to sleep uh, and, you know, only score like 10 to 14 points. I think it's going to be more of an offensive slugfest here. You know, Texas Tech, their offense has been up and down. Their defense, I mean, they've just been absolutely atrocious. Last time that we saw them on the field, they give up 56 to Texas. Now, don't get me wrong. Texas, they're one of the top four teams. They're deserving to be in the college football playoff. But giving up 56 on any given day is pretty bad. So I think that Cal's offense, they're going to be able to score. But give me Texas Tech. Like I mentioned, this is just like a save my take on them being, you know, one of the <laughs> really good teams to watch for in the Big 12. But if they lose, then like I mentioned, yeah, we won't talk about the next season. Like, there's not even – like, there's just so much disappointment from this season that we don't have to talk from them. But I'm going to give them one last chance. You get a second chance for this holiday season. I'm feeling giving. So give me a Texas Tech at the squeak away in Treeport against Cal. But don't be surprised if Cal ends up winning this game. This is a sneaky, sneaky football team that's looking for the win to propel them to next season when they go to the ACC. <laughs> that's a weird one. That um, is a weird one. I can't believe I I'm saying that. They're on the other. They're in the other ocean. Uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but whatever. Uh, moving on from this one, we're taking Sunday off. Going to Monday. Here, the first one of the day at two thirty p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it is the famous Toastery Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. Gotta be the weirdest bowl game of all time. We go from the Bahamas Bowl to this. Like so, so. So background, folks. When we were doing all this, I looked up the famous to what famous toastery is. It's just this little local restaurant in, in in Charlotte. They got two little locations there. It's a little breakfast, lunch, brunch type place uh, with a full bar. You know, they do all day breakfast, all day lunch. So 
you know, nothing against it. Famous toastery, though, just kind of a weird thing. Maybe they just toast everything. Like, you know, it's one of those places where, like, all their sandwiches are toasted. Like a bakery, but toastery. I mean, I can get on that. Like, don't worry. Like, I, I, I can get on with that. Uh, the only thing that I hate about this is that they're playing in Charlotte Stadium. I mean, this thing is, like, it looks like a high school stadium in the state of Texas. It, 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 I don't know. It's just a weird place for it. They might as well just put it downtown at that point, but they're holding that for the Duke's Mayo Bowl, which we'll get to in another, in I think next week's show. Um, But uh, this one here, yeah, uh, Western Kentucky um, versus Old Dominion. Now, I'm, I don't know. I've, it's one of those where I know Old Dominion's okay on defense. They got a decent defense. Uh, but offensively, I just don't see them scoring a ton of points. And that's out of the ball. Only thing that Western Kentucky does is score the football. Um, I mean, if you remember last year in the New Orleans Bowl, they hung up the kitchen sink on South Alabama by what the end of the first quarter. I think it was like yeah. twenty-eight nothing. So they did what the Raiders did, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go Western Kentucky. They're just built different for bowl teams and bowl games. Got to give Big Red some love. I mean, I love Big Red. That guy is amazing. Uh, he is better than Grimace. Uh, Grimace had a lot of controversy this year, so hopefully uh, that can all subside when the new year rolls around. But Big Red is my guy. I'm going with him. Uh, WKU all the way in this one. Yeah, it's hard to go against Big Red in this one. Uh, but Old Dominion, I feel like these are the two teams that you never want to play either. Like Old Dominion has pulled off some upsets. You know, Virginia Tech at you, uh, they definitely been a thorn on their side. Virginia Tech was able to to beat them this season. Uh, but Western Kentucky, they're all like, – I feel like whatever quarterback steps in, like it's just like you go all the way back to Bailey Zappi a couple of years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like never ending. They just – find these quarterbacks out of nowhere and they just throw for like 4,000, 5,000. Yeah, offense. they're just an air raid offense. I'm shocked that Will Rogers didn't want to go there. He decided to go to Washington. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a very good game. Looking the over-under, it's not too high. It's 54-and-a-half, so Vegas is telling you that definitely these defenses will come to play, especially Old Dominion. Uh, but I got to go with Big Red in this one. It's hard to go against Western Kentucky. I feel like they always do well. In bowl games, I picked against them last year, and it was pretty much over by the first quarter. Uh, so I'm not going to go with them again. I know that Old Dominion, I guess you could say that they're pretty much the home team this one. You know, one's from Virginia, one's from Kentucky. Yeah, it's pretty much even in this one. Uh, but I'm going to go with Big Red in this one. Go with WKU, baby. Yeah, Western Kentucky, Big Red, I, I, they pull out all the stops. They're the Oregon of the group of five when it comes to uniforms, they pull out all the stops for bowl season and big games. If Big Red is not on the side of this helmet for this game, I will be so angry, infuriated that I made this pick. If he's not on the side of the helmet, they might lose this football game. And that That's how serious this is. I mean, Big Red has a special place in my heart. And he, oh, he better, he better win this game. That's all I'm saying. Um, but moving on from this one, let's go to our night game uh, for this one, 9 o'clock Eastern. Only two games on Tuesday. Kind of sucks. Uh, but there we are. Well, that one's season. on Monday. This one's on Tuesday. This one's on Tuesday. My bad. Yeah. So we only have one game. But we got to wait all day on Tuesday Yep. Uh, for this one. So, yeah, tough one 
going to the Frisco Bowl presented by Scooter's Coffee. Um, I have never seen Scooter's Coffee in my life. I don't know where Scooter's Coffee is. Somebody please tell us what Scooter's Coffee is. Is it any good? Does it suck? Uh, Or do I need to put some folders in my cup? I have no idea. Um, UTSA versus Marshall in this one. Um, How Marshall made the bowl season, don't ask me how. I really don't know how because they were dead last in the Sunbelt Conference at one point. Uh, this season and somehow didn't end up dead last in the Sunbelt Conference and barely squeaked in. Um, yeah, this 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 game is going to be interesting. I feel that UTSA playing in the state of Texas where they are, Frisco to to San Antonio is not very far, and and you know the home team generally wins this football game. So I'm going to go to UTSA because they can probably put up the most points. Marshall's defense is atrocious. Um, and it's tough to watch the Roadrunners take this one. I feel they take the cake uh, and win this uh, bowl game in their own state. Yeah, this is the bigger lines. Just put out 12. There's not really wow. many double-digit ones, not even the playoffs, not even the New Year's Six bowl games, uh, too. Maybe the Oregon and Liberty one is is probably the bigger one. I think that's like a 14-and-a-half, 15 uh, whenever it opened. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go with UTSA. Uh, congratulations for Marshall to get in there. Like you mentioned, it was a – it was a tough outing out the gates there. It was a tough – like, Sunbelt was an absolutely loaded group of five conference, like really loaded. I think it's going to be one of the more loaded ones in the group of five. That might – you know, going to the 12-team playoff, like the group of five, like, you know, you really look at the conferences next year. You know, with the American, they're going to be having Navy and Army now. And the Conference USA, you know, they had the three teams, you know, like UTSA is going to be in the mix, New Mexico State, Liberty, and then you got the Sunbelt, like pick a – Pick out of the litter that one, uh, but UTSA too much offense in this one. Pretty much a home game, like you mentioned. It's going to be a tough travel for Marshall, uh, like you mentioned. Your their defense has really played uh, to the brand that Marshall likes to play. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, UTSA in this one. I, so I wouldn't be surprised if Marshall covers that 12, uh, but just uh, going to go with uh, UTSA in this one. Uh, so give me uh, the Roadrunners to win the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Hey, look, Roadrunner's going to take this one all the way. Uh, see a lot of points coming that way. I think they're going to put up 40-plus. Uh, just a personal thing there. I feel like they can do it. Uh, let's go back down to Florida. We're going to Boca Raton for the claims.com Boca Raton Bowl uh, here. This one is the University of South Florida, USF, versus the Orange of Syracuse, New York. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, South Florida can walk there the morning of considering it's an 8 p.m. game in Boca Raton. Well, let me tell you what, Orlando to Boca Raton ain't very far, or they play where? You, South Florida plays Tampa. in... Huh? They play in Tampa. They play That's in the right. Bucks. They play in Tampa. That's right. Um, but, yeah, this this one's... I don't understand it. Bringing Syracuse all the way down just to go into a slugfest here. South Florida played heck of a game early on in the season. We keep revisiting this, but I feel like it's very important. Played a heck of a game against Alabama. Alabama played like dog water, but that's okay. Cause I mean, they went yeah, through about four quarterbacks. Now one of their quarterbacks is playing the cross at his old school. We'll get to that in the off season, but uh, that's beside the point. But um, yeah, I, I feel that Syracuse is probably the more loaded ready team to go here. Veteran wise, Garrett Schrader at quarterback. He's made his rounds. Let me tell you what. Uh, but I feel like he's the seasoned quarterback in this in this game. Now on the other side, Byron Brown, I kid's heck of a player. I I will say I think he is 
gotten his team for USF to go from what one win a couple of years ago and now be yeah. in a bowl game. I mean, talk about a turnaround like that's that's impressive. Uh, so I credit them a lot for this. Uh, only one problem. I feel that Syracuse's defense can show up in this one. Uh, Brown has one thing going for him, and that's he throws a lot of picks. And I, I just I can't see how he's not going to throw a pick in this one. So I'm going to take Garrett Schrader and the boys from Syracuse to get it done. Give me big orange to win this yeah, one. This is one of the tougher bowl games to pick, honestly. I really like what South Florida's done. Like you mentioned, uh, a couple of seasons ago, they went 1-11, and then, you know, they really – Put it to Alabama. You know, they had them on the ropes uh, for three quarters, and then Alabama was able to score uh, those late touchdowns uh, to really win that one, 17-3. Look where Alabama's now. They, they really don't even care about that game anymore. Uh, uh, on Syracuse's side, you know, no more coach in this one, Dino Babers. Uh, they kicked him to the curb. Uh, but you pretty much, we'll see if uh, the roster turnover – I'm sure you're going to have some roster turnover. Uh, you know, that's just the way that college football is set up with the transfer portal whenever a coach leaves. Some of the players like to leave as well. Uh, but Garrett Trader, really not the season that he's been hoping. Like Syracuse really started off like they did last year. They went undefeated, then they went on to Clemson, and then they lost to Clemson. And then after that, they lost like one, two, and then three. It's like everything just went down the drain with them. Uh, so South Florida is definitely going to come to play. I mean, that quarterback can absolutely sling it. But like you mentioned, he's really turnover prone. I don't think there's going to be many points scored here. These offenses have not been impressive at all this season. Uh, so I'm not going to really take that over this one. I'm probably, if like, if you want to bet in this one, go under in this one. I don't even feel confident with money line. I think that this could be going either way. Uh, but I'm just going to go with Syracuse in this one. I don't know why I'm going with Syracuse. This is probably one of my least confident picks. Uh, but, you know, playing in Florida, you know, South Florida, like you mentioned, it's, it's a really easy road trip for them. Syracuse going from New York. They'll enjoy the vacation in Boca Raton and come away with a victory. Yeah, I mean, uh, on to our last game of kind of this little part one stretch. The best logo in all. Look at that of- background. I mean, look at that. Just let's go. Like this one here at Raymond James, of course, where USF plays football at. Um, but this is the Gasparilla Bowl presented by Union Home Mortgage. Uh, a lot of mortgages companies in this insurance company. This, don't wait until we get to the tax bowls. Yeah, we're going to get to all those sooner or later here in the next week or so. Uh, this one is the Friday night game to finish it out, of course. Saturday is kind of our day and everything. So we'll get to the Saturday one next week uh, to start that one off. But this one here, uh, Georgia Tech versus UCF. So another Florida team staying near home. All they're doing is going by each other, waving. USF and UCF are just going to wave by each other. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Georgia Tech, though, I tell you what, the way they finished the season, I feel that they really put them in a good place to win a football game. I think they did. Like, I get it. It's Georgia. Like, it's it ain't easy. Like, it's 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 very difficult to beat Georgia. Um, you know, they can be beat now. Now, maybe next season I take Georgia Tech. I who knows what happens. Who knows, especially with the SEC, the way that their schedules are lined up. Everything that's happened, who knows? But Georgia Tech's a decent football team. I'm happy they're in the bowl season. I'm happy they're 
They're a part of it. On the other side of things, UCF, they cranked up the heat a couple weeks ago. I mean, ever since they played that space game against Oklahoma State, they've been on a heater, and it's scary. Like, it's I, – I, the old Gus bus has them going down there. That's all I know. And it's, it's one of those cases where I think them beating Houston was a big boost – uh, you know, they lost by one point to Texas Tech, but you really can't hold that against them on the road. Tough place to play and, and love it. But I just feel that they're battle-tested. They're ready to go. Georgia Tech, I think, is below or right around the rank of where I think Houston is. Uh, but I think UCF is putting themselves in a category of their own in the Big 12. Uh, and I think, you know, them coming to the Big 12 was a big thing. And I think they're ready for the challenge. And I think this is really where we kick and start it right here. Um, they, they sh- they've they shown that they can compete in the in, in the Big 12. I mean, really, they can. With Texas and Oklahoma leaving, the, it is wide open. Um, so if they do get a lot of their guys back, I think that UCF can really make a push and be a potential team in the, in, sorry, the Big 12 championship in the next few years to come, I really think that they have that opportunity, that chance with what they showed at the end of the season. Uh, it was really impressive. So I'm going to take the Knights to win it. Uh, give me the UCF Knights to win it. They're not playing at the bounce house, but the bounce house is going to travel. I, I That's what's going to happen here, I think. Um, no, Georgia Tech's no slouch. Defensively, they're a good team. So I don't see a ton of points in this game, but I think UCF probably wins it by two touchdowns. Yeah, this is a very underrated game. Uh, I think that if you look at these records, I think that both of these teams are better than what their records say. I was very impressed with Georgia Tech and the way that they were able to handle Georgia. I know that Georgia was able to pull away in that one, but Georgia Tech uh, really put their uh, muscles on them. Uh, so I think that UCF, they were up-and-down team, you know, their first season in the Big 12. It's, a, it's always a tough transition uh, when you're going from the group of five. To a Power Five conference uh, like the Big Twelve, uh, but I think that this is a, a booster whoever, for whoever wins this one, whether it be Georgia Tech and the ACC or UCF and the Big Twelve. I think it's more important for UCF because you know Texas and Oklahoma are no longer going to be there. I'm not going to say the Big Twelve is going to be easier, uh, but it's definitely going to be an easier path for UCF to get to that Big Twelve championship and potentially be a playoff team. Uh, we'll see. I think that Gus Malzahn is definitely building a program there, getting all the recruits there. Uh, but on the other side, you know, Haynes King coming from Texas A&M to Georgia Tech, I think that he made a smooth transition. You know, that Miami game was one of the craziest college football games we've seen this season. You know, they've had some really impressive wins. You know, North Carolina kept it close to Georgia. UCF, like you mentioned, the Oklahoma State game, they put it on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State made it to the Big Fall Championship. I guess they just have to wear the space uniforms because that's all they had to do in this one. Uh, so, uh, But this offense has been rolling. John Ross Plumley, he can beat you, you know, through the air and then with his legs too. Uh, so Georgia Tech defense is definitely going to have to come prepared uh, in this one. Uh, I think this is going to be a really fun battle to watch in Tampa, but I'm going to go with the Black Knights uh, in this one. Uh, but don't overlook Georgia Tech, UCF. Georgia Tech, this has been a team that's really played very close on their schedule, but I am going to go with UCF, really been impressed uh, with, the, with the back half of their schedule. I know it was an up-and-down season for them, uh, but they finished off this season strong and built some momentum heading into 2024. 
Yeah, uh, a lot of teams can really make their mark here with the season, and I really think this is the time where teams can really put themselves into a category for next year to be really competitive and be teams that say, look, hey, we have a chance next year. Yep. Uh, so this is really their opportunity, the first really look we get to see. You know, it's kind of weird. Bowl season, you really think you're wrapping up the season you know, of 2023, really we're opening the season for 2024. Yeah. We really get to see a lot of the new people and pieces that we're going to see you know, potentially start unless you get a freshman that comes in and, and takes that job. But a lot of most of the time, this these are the guys that we see for the future of these teams that is that these guys are leaving and this is their big opportunity. So this is big, big moments for some of these guys. Um, and of course, bowl season is really fun to watch. Uh, is it exciting as March Madness for basketball? I don't think so. I don't think it holds a stick mm. to March it's Madness because that's March Madness. That's intense. And Man, I, I cannot wait for our March Madness show, too. Oh, my God. It's it's going to be interesting. I'm picking a 15 seed. I'm just telling you right now. But we'll be <laughs> talking about seeds. on last year. We got to revive but, it this year. Yeah, but think, think about it. We're going to be talking about seeds this time next year, Yeah, you know, when we're talking about football. So I really think this is important as our last really dose of what the traditional bowl season has been for the last, I don't know how many years. Good God. Um, but – it's really this is our last dose of it before we get a lot of change and turnover happen. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. This is just the first week, folks. I mean, there's so many more games to talk about, but we are not gonna discuss those yet because they're in the next week, and we don't want to get to that yet. I just feel like it's not it's too far out to talk about it, and we don't have that kind of time. Like I said at the top of the show, but um, in closing, Tyler, best game that you want to watch this week. I feel like this week uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cal and Texas Tech. I know that those are two six and six teams, uh, but I feel like those are teams uh, that I guess uh, like like I mentioned, Texas Tech really disappointed. They need to start. I, like I'm going to keep saying this, but I feel like the bowl season is just building momentum. You know, getting these bowl practices are definitely huge. You know, especially for the first year head coaches like Hugh Freeze, like you mentioned, like uh, Auburn. They're going to get some. Uh, some bold practices. So I think this is definitely crucial. You know, that the transfer portal is open. The frenzy is open. Uh, the recruiting, the signing day is going to be happening on December 20th. So these next couple of weeks are going to be very crucial. And then we're into a new college football. I feel like 2024 is not only going to be a big year for college football, but a big year for our show too. Yeah, no, I feel like it's going to be a massive leap uh, with the show going into the off season. It's really our first full off season. I feel like we're going to really get going with it because there's a lot to talk about this year. I mean, this is really a lot of meat and potato stuff going on throughout yeah, the offseason. You talked about like the new schedules, new conferences. Oh yeah. my gosh, we haven't even gotten started with that yet. So you guys are going to have to tune in on the offseason. Uh, shows will be shorter, kind of like this one, and we're going to kind of hold that pace and try to try to stick around that throughout the offseason and get ready, raring to go for the national championship. Of course, we have some stuff up our sleeve for that. We won't reveal it yet, um, but. You know, I, I think this is really the, the big turn turning point. And they're turning in a turn for right now. That's really what's going on. Uh, but, of course, we'll open up next week. We'll start in the state of Alabama next week. Uh, we'll start in Montgomery, Alabama with the Camellia Bowl. So it's going to be exciting and fun. The games just get better from here. Uh, we will see you guys again next Saturday. Go watch some bowl games this week. Have some fun. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys again next Saturday.